Let's go to work. As barbers, we cut hair and fade all day. This podcast goes beyond the barber's chair and is about the rest of our story. Positioning ourselves for success, avoiding costly mistakes, and continuing to grow and thrive as barbers for years to come. Join us as we look at the whole world of barbering and go beyond the barber's chair. Barbering is a physical activity. We're actually working our muscles all day. You know, if we think about it, we're lifting weights all day. We're moving our hands, moving our fingers. We're moving our bodies around. The people who work with bodies on a day-to-day basis, like your personal trainers, massage therapists, uh, occupational therapists, everyone talks about making sure you stretch before and after. So in my interviews with Ian Williams with Full Compass Massage, I asked him to break down stretches for barbers, specifically for the motions that we take, the things that can help us the absolute most. And uh, this could wind up being one of the most important interviews I've ever had just from a physical standpoint as a barber. I'm going to stop talking and go straight to the interview from here. I've noticed what's interesting is you guys fall in the same categories as us. So a lot of people look at a massage therapist, oh, your hands must hurt so bad after doing all those sessions. And I'm usually like, well, my pain usually comes from my hips all the way down because I have to have good posture. Otherwise, I'm going to jack up my entire back and then I can't work. So when I see hairstylists and uh, barbers come in, their issues, they do. T- you guys do talk about similar things, but what shows up is the neck and shoulder, the mobility in the neck and the pain in the shoulders is what comes up the most because you're doing micro macro movements constantly for eight to 12 hours a day. So the number one thing I would say for you guys to focus on is check in with your mobility and check in with your, um, your ability to rest in between sessions. Like, are you stretching? Are you opening up your fingers? Are you opening up your shoulders, et cetera, et cetera. Because if you're opening those areas up or you're taking breaks, it's a lot easier to do your job to work those longer shifts. So that would be the number one thing I would say. Check out your neck and shoulder mobility and uh, go from there. Are there certain stretches that can be done like in a few, like in a moment in between cuts? Because there's a lot, of, a lot of days. I mean, I'm I'm usually pretty booked out, which mm-hmm. means I'll walk in and I'm gonna pick up the shears. I'm going to be cutting all day long, and then I'll put them down and go home. And it's pretty much yeah. the way my, my, my days usually go. Uh, so there's not, like, a whole lot of time in between them. Are these stretches really, like, simple, here's a little thing here, here's a little thing there? Or? So there's a little tip I always give everyone for the stretches. We do have very specific stretches. We do have a YouTube channel that we actually share with all our clients. Um, but to keep it easy... If you're doing one specific movement, let's say you're rotating your palm upward and you're constantly doing this movement or something like that because you're using scissors, then you would do something that would be the opposite. So you would want to focus on opening up your hand and rotating your palm down. So like thumb down movement uh, just to start with. So you're, you want to think in terms of like when you go to work, it's a workout. When you're done with that workout, you want to do a cool down. That cool down is essentially letting your body literally cool down instead of just going from a full stop. Anything we use in our kitchen, outside, they heat up. And when we get done using them, we have to let them cool down because then it burns out, right? 
Mm-hmm. So when you when you finish your long day, give yourself that time frame to decompress, to cool down, to come out of it by doing the opposite movement of whatever you were doing for that day. So if you haven't really been moving your hips much, that's okay. Take your time, do some hip rotations, do a little little hula hooping, right? Mm-hmm. And then do it in both directions. And then allow yourself to like, okay, now I can feel my hips again. Always do your stretches with uh, from the easiest to the most difficult. So if it's really hard to do any particular movement, don't start there. Start with whatever's the easiest, hold for at least 30 seconds, and then switch to the opposite side. Fully come out of your stretch and let your body kind of relax before you start the next one. Okay. And these are the simplest things, and it can only take you like five minutes. It can take you 15, 20 minutes. It's all up to you. But when you're done with a work day and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to go home, that's totally fine too. So when you, <laughs> But when you get out of the shower and then you're like decompressing to go to bed, then allow yourself to do some light breathing exercises so you can come back, go to sleep, wake up, feel refreshed. Let me repeat back to you what I'm hearing about the, uh, about the stretching here. The idea is whatever we've been doing, we should stretch to the exact opposite. So, like, for example, if, if, I, if I'm in a gym and I'm doing curls, then I should be stretching by extending the arms. If I were to take mm-hmm. that into the barber world and lifting clippers most of the time during the day uh, and also bringing both arms up and in, it seems like I'd want to open up the chest or something like that, if, I, if I'm understanding correctly, with stretches yeah. and concentrating there. And then... In the hand, specifically with the left hand, I use my thumb a lot. Yeah. Uh, do do the stretches go that go? Do the stretches become that small where I'm really stretching the thumb out itself, or is I guess probably the thing I'm asking here is uh, what kind of stretches would you actually recommend specifically for barbers? So for barbers specifically, I would say start where start with what you know. You know you use your hands, and you know you use your full body to do your job. If you're not just standing in one space, you're literally making micro to macro steps just to do work on one client, even if they're seated. So I would say pay attention to how your hands feel. So when you're doing stretches for your hands, it gets tricky because a lot of people get real confused and they don't, you know, they're not sure what to do. So if you look at the palm of your hand and the lower part closer to the wrist, those are your carpals. That's your carpal tunnel. And if you're working, if you're stretching, if you're not even... Well, stretching that area is not as complicated as people think. You can just use your opposite hand and just press along the carpals down the wrist. And that'll help, you know, with general general pressure, nothing super hard. And you can just kind of do a little bit of motion with the thumb that you're working on in that area as well. And then work on the backside of the thumb. That alone, two to five minutes of that will help alleviate tension. It'll help alleviate the pressure. And then... To go even further, you can work on the whole palm, do the same thing. You work, take your opposite thumb, work all the way through under the pinky, work on the opposite side towards the index, just sort of give your hand that break and then shake it out and then go right way back into your work. So you don't have to stop everything and do this. You can just take a couple minutes and knock it out. Yeah, you can take a couple seconds, whatever. I know a lot of people I've talked to, even clients I've had for years, they get they struggle with that stretching piece. And it's like, you don't have to do a lot. Just give yourself 10 to 20 seconds to just do one or two things instead of letting your hands get really tight and you feel like, oh man, my hands hurt like hell. Now I got to stop with this client and I got to stop and pause, stop and pause. It's like, just take those five seconds. 
what could a barber do? Is there, is there anything that could be like a real quick few seconds in between clients or even why you have a client in the chair? So with, so even, so I'll take a step further back. We were, we were bringing up um, stretches in general mm-hmm. and with re- stretches, there's two pieces. You have dynamic and you have static. So when you are working on a client, you can do a more dynamic stretch, which is basically you're moving your hands, your shoulders, your arms, your neck in a way where you would stretch it, but you're kind of doing more of a repeated path, um, path to it. Like you're swinging your arms or you're, you're moving your fingers around like jazz fingers. You're uh, rotating your shoulders around. You can do that while you're working on your client. You can do that in between your clients. You could do like upper body rotations where you're kind of like doing the twist or you're mm-hmm. playing with a hula hoop. If you're sitting in a chair and you got a little bit more time in between your clients, you could do some stuff with your ankles, like. Uh, doing big circles with your big toe and doing it in the opposite direction because in that way you're still doing a dynamic stretch your body's still getting the movement helps with the synovial fluid in your joints and you don't have to worry about stiffness or pain later on in the day it's interesting you're talking about rotating the big toe and as you as you're talking about i'm actually doing it and i can feel the stretch throughout the entire foot and Mm -hmm. up into the ankles yeah ankles are a big one i keep telling everyone that by the time I pump, pump up the chair and down all day long, I catch myself just using my right leg. So I'm getting like 10,000 steps on my right leg. Meanwhile, my, my left leg is doing nothing. So. There you go. Yeah. Switch <laughs> it up. <laughs> That's it for today's episode of Beyond the Barber's Chair. I put links for my guests and for anything we discussed in the description. I hope you got something great and that it helps you as a barber and in life. If you like the podcast, I hope that you will tell a friend about it and subscribe so that you don't miss any upcoming shows. I'll see you next time as we go beyond the barber's chair.